coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. It's Brett and Rick. How's it going? I'm good. I'm full. Just got back from our favorite place to go called Tin and Taco. Shout out to Tin and Taco. Yes, Tin and Taco is always good. I am full. Also, it was a good meal, but I think I'm full of politics. I'm about done with it. Uh, yeah. Just coming off our, the first presidential debate on Tuesday, and I guess shit show comes to mind as well. What a shit show. Yeah, and no, I watched a little bit of it, and I was just going, oh, man, I'm scared. <laughs> so, but after, whatever, just what it is. Yeah, we won't talk politics, but it's November just. November will come soon, and yeah, everything will go back. And right. Enjoy Thanksgiving as friends and family again. and. Can't wait. And I just went to actually here in Florida, and I'm sure a lot of people in the rest of the country have gotten cold weather, but I got to break out the shirt up, but you guys don't even see me sitting here in this video. I'm wearing my camouflage. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Dad, dad jokes. Yeah. Anyways, today, the, the topic of the day, brokers. Brokering, how do you do it on Paperstack? What do you do? Just brokering in general. Brokering in general. How do you yeah. do it successfully? How do you do it maintaining reputation? The proper ways to do it, proper channels. How to not be a broker joker. Oh, yeah. Broker joker. That's a real term out there. It's not something we just made up. No, I'm sure some Webster's. I've checked it. Yeah, and the reason this is such a topic that we wanted to talk about is because we have an open platform at Paperstack, we do have a lot of folks coming in there and that are brokering loans, doing it the right way. We also have a lot of folks that are coming in there and brokering or trying to broker loans and doing it the right way. They're doing it the wrong way. And we kind of see what's going on the platform. We're able to take it all in, digest it. And the things that, that we're seeing, especially as somebody who's trading on the platform, is that when somebody comes in and just Christmas trees a site, I just immediately just add them to the blacklist. Like they, I don't even give them the benefit of the doubt because if you come in and you offer half of everything that I have listed for sale and you offer me no reason why, it's done. And when I engage you and I try to engage people and say, look, thanks, let's talk about this loan. Why are you offering 50 cents on the dollar for a loan that's at 10% protected by equity? And, you know, it's at 80 cents on the dollar of the UPV. And usually they say, I just need to price in risk. I'm going to say, okay, you were, that's not pricing in risk is not really the acceptable answer there. Cause if it's performing, it's got 24 months pay history or more, and it's got a 10% rate and the yield is high double digits pricing the risk is priced it's funny you'll see some of the ones where we have a one of the negotiation types is make me an offer those are always the funniest ones and it's like someone's offer thousand bucks on this one it's oh my god hey <laughs> you asked for it right yeah so you know who you are and you asked for that so if that is a good feature though. It's a great feature, yeah, but it lets people like really, because then you know who's real. Cause then they'll actually put in a price. It's like, oh, that's, we're not, we're getting close. We can make this work. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, oh geez, that was embarrassing. That so one's, that one's tough. It, yeah, yes. it is. It's difficult. So let's talk about it. Brokering. It's a great way to get involved or get started in the note space. I started in real estate investing by wholesaling. That's how it was. And I worked for a nationwide wholesale company. They taught me the ropes that they had. Uh, 20 offices across 14 states. They were they were a legitimate shop of wholesalers, if you can say that, but they were. They provided hard money. They had processes, procedures, and I learned 
the real estate game by being a wholesaler. And we're, I'm seeing now that there's tons of people that are wholesaling, which is nothing wrong with it. It's still a legitimate business or wholetailing. I see people doing that. Mm -hmm. But I see those people making the jump into mortgage notes and they're not necessarily doing it the correct way. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell us, what is the correct path? If you were to do it first and foremost, I would say the most first thing to be. What do I always say? What's the first thing you should do? Be honest with people. I don't um, know. Get some education. Oh, education. Yeah. Educate yourself. Understand. Look, you have to understand what it is you're trying to sell, what you're trying to broker. The first thing is, so you should have some base knowledge of education. Understand what's a note. What's a mortgage? Understand the difference. Understand the makeup of a collateral file. Understand how investors run due diligence. Run due diligence yourself on assets practice. The great thing about Paperstack, you can get on there, create an account for free, verify your identity, and then start shopping. You can go out and look. You can start looking at product and start running your numbers. You don't even have to reach out to the sellers. Yeah, because if you're not ready to buy or go through don't, it, no, don't know. rate. If you're not ready to buy, don't do it. Don't get on there and start bothering sellers. But you can start looking at stuff. You yeah. can start, okay, analyzing the data. And That's then, smart. Yeah, and just start start testing the waters. And we ought to put up like a dummy listing for people. A dummy listing. But like a listing where, look, if you want to go start learning the brokering game, you want to start running your own due diligence, learning it, here's an asset. Use this asset. It's not a bad idea. Or maybe put it on the demo site. I don't know. Something like that. Keep, provide people with that. It gets us to that where we were wanting to go. Our not our ultimate goal, but one of the things that's been that, oh, one day way off, we'll have it, would be a simulator. I want to have a simulator to where people can come in and start learning the process of buying and selling a loan with no money at risk. Obviously, learn on our platform, learn how we do it, but then really roll through some scenario based learning where you're having curveballs and this and that throw at you. So I'm writing this one down for when Mike's burn out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So just start, get education. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? You're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. That's the first Perfect. and foremost thing. And then you want to understand, look, the next thing that you need to understand is a broker is not just somebody who is taking one asset, writing down some information and handing it to another person. That's not, you're not adding any value. Yep. You're not adding any value. Now, there's a few people in the industry who have been in the industry for 20 or 30 years, and that's what they can do. But their value is really their Rolodex. At that point, it's, look, that's their Rolodex. They've been in the industry. 
they're providing a source of inventory that nobody else has access to. And they're also facilitating part of the closing. And they're facilitating part of the closing. But don't simply jump into a transaction and go grab an asset off a paper stack and then go put it in a Facebook group and say, here, I got a mortgage note for sale off market. I've seen that. It's, it's been one of my loans. Ah, did you bid on it? Huh? I know I did have somebody one time. Should have bid on you I said, put out, I gave somebody else a tape. He's like, here, I got, I got some buyers. Give me your tape. I gave him my tape. Circles back around four days later, somebody emails me my tape and says, I got a tape of assets. I'm exclusive to the seller. It's sucks. Did you play, you play the game? Yeah, play the game. Hey, I'm interested in this loan. What do we got to do? He's, I'll get back with you. Oh, it's me. It's like one of those things where, so yeah, that's happened. But which kind of brings me into my next point, honesty. Right? Honesty, yep. That's the next thing is, look, one, get some education. Two, provide some value. Run preliminary due diligence. Also know what your buyer is looking for. Exactly. Yeah. That comes into it. If your buyer is looking for, look, first position loans in Florida that are performing under 200000 that's pretty specific. You need to find those things out. You should have a buyer questionnaire form. Here, tell me what you're looking for. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. And then you can start providing value. You can start weeding through assets. You can start running due diligence, asking those preliminary questions up front. Education, provide value, be honest. And then per inside a paper stack, we do have a couple of rules that if you are operating as a broker, there's you put the broker tag. Yes, I'm using this account to broker. Now, if you actually buy assets for yourself, there's a, you just make another account and you're buying assets for your own portfolio. But being upfront with the sellers is just the best way to operate anyhow. But also too, there's ways to add a broker fee on inside of the in a transaction. 100%. Yeah, that's a great thing is we wanted to make a platform that was really... For everyone. It's for everyone. It's broker friendly. And as long as it's done the right way. I buy from brokers all the time. I use brokers to sell my assets because believe it or not, the entire world is not on paper stack yet. One power of yet. One day. But yeah, I don't mind brokers. Most of the people who have been in the industry for a while don't mind brokers as long as you are being upfront, being honest and letting them know exactly what you're going to do. If you're going to if you actually have some buyers that are interested in buying some notes, find out what they want. Talk to a seller. Say, hey, if it's an asset on paper stack, say, hey, I have a buyer. He's interested in this. Do you mind if I show it to him? Can I go ahead and show you this? Maybe I can bring you a buyer or not. Work out a fee with them. True. And also, too, another thing I've seen, and this is one of those weird things where brokers have tried to figure out a way, how do I get this out of the paper stack ecosystem? Because they don't think that their buyer needs to be on there. And it's, look, there's an ability to email in any document, you just have a little button that says email for somebody to sign. And they get a little, they get an email. And all I have to do is sign the screen. They don't even have to be on the site. And as long yeah. as you have a non-circumvent form of site between you and your buyer, you should be protected. Yeah, I think that's a big thing is proper paperwork. If you're brokering non-circumvent NCNDs, which is a non-circumvent, non-disclosure or NDNC, non-disclosure, non-circumvent, you want to have one of those in place because a couple things. One. You want to protect yourself as a broker for somebody not going around you. But two, you also want to let them know and put them on notice. Look, you're about to see some seriously sensitive data. Yeah. You could potentially see people's phone numbers, social security numbers in extreme cases. And so you want to make sure that it's you're protected as a broker to say, look, not only am I financially protected, but legally I'm protected. Say, look, I told you not to do this. You did it. It's on you. And you need to take those reasonable sort of steps to prevent anything from happening. 
And then you can show in a court of law, look, I took reasonable steps. And then it doesn't hurt to have a, an agreement with the seller. Say, look, here, I just want to agree to you that you're letting me sell these assets and stuff like that. Some sellers respect that. Don't try to lock them down on you're going to pay me three points or five points or anything like that. Yeah. That's insane. I had somebody say, look, I'm going to cut 10 points. And I was like, 10 points, 10%. They're like, I want 10% of the sales price. I was like, take a hike, dude. Interesting. And the other thing that I've seen that's definitely frowned upon is I've seen it where people have operated as the broker, not saying they're the broker, get all the way to the PSA, sign the PSA. And then once it got the thing locked up, no closing. Now they're freaking shopping this thing. I'm like, dude, that's not you the way you can't do that. That's not the way it works. It's not, there's not these inspections. That's a legal document. Yeah, you signed a legally binding document. It's a legal binding document saying you're going to purchase it. Yeah, and there's going to be repercussions now. Yeah, it's changing. Yeah, yeah. The purchase sale agreement, or at least the stock one, the paper stack allows you to use or provides for you to use if you so desire. There's going to be non-performance charges. If you don't perform and you sign the loan and say, look, I'm not performing, it's going to cost you money. So that's not good. No, it is good. It's going to be good because it's good. It's great for the users on the platform who are power users or the people who are not even power users, people who are actually do, there to do business. What it's going to do is it's going to be just another layer of, look, if you're not a legitimate buyer, don't tie assets up. Yeah, that's not, that's my, that's a bad one. That's a, but the thing is, as we grow and as we move along, we, I don't know if it's, a, is it a farmers? We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. How's that? <laughs> you know that commercial? Yeah. Yeah, we, I think it is. We are farmers. Yeah, but the guy always says, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two or something, something yeah. like that. And so it's the same thing with us. We see the things come through and we'll watch it happen. We're like, that sucked. Mike, how do we fix this? Yeah, <laughs> we, we always have a, we have a two tech X or two X tech. You hear something two times, we fix it with technology. That's just, that's been our philosophy from day one. If there's an issue and we have an issue twice, it's like, how can we fix this? Yeah. Here's our options on what we can do to mitigate this for the next time. Mitigate this and not right now, which is what we're doing now, it's is the current assignment of mortgages and all the documents because gosh, it sucks to get something kicked back from being recorded. But it it happens for a lot of people and it's like Yeah, we're fixing two signatures. Wait, two signatures and then plus the witness what? Wait, South Carolina has had two witnesses plus the signature plus the notary signature. I'm like, like you definitely are gonna need the guy. Who's signing it? And <laughs> yeah, you're right. going to need that. And it's just some states have two witnesses. So that's not outlandish. The thing is, prior to this, we haven't had it coded into the platform. As we get documents kicked back, we start coding them into the platform. So hopefully next time it doesn't, it shouldn't happen again. Certain um, words in Georgia. What was that word? Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Georgia Big likes word. that word. And so that acknowledgement, that's, there's a lot of syllables in there. Yeah, that and was, how many is that? Acknowledgement. Or four syllables, yeah. You love them. You love them. There was there's a word that was like that was like the acronym was longer than the actual word itself. I forget what it was. Oh, I'll have to remember that for next time. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But if you just say the word, it has less syllables than if you actually use the acronym. I saw it on TV. But anyhow, yeah, Georgian was the one that got kicked back. Yeah, so we're tightening up those things on there. the, you're detouring us. Oh, I'm not detouring. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he just took us on the, we just got Berkey, the human detour. 
We I'm just, just we love them. That's keeping it interesting. I was, yeah, I was boring you. And no, we were talking about brokering. So. We were talking about brokering, and now you've totally thrown it off in the uh, in the Neverland. Anyways, this will be one of the less productive paper stack podcasts. No, but no, we'll know brokering. brokering. So and the proper way to do it. Yeah, so I guess we've talked a lot about stuff not to do on the platform. Let's talk about how things you should do on the platform if you're brokering. Okay, yeah. Some of the stuff that we said, be honest, we said, get education. We've talked about securing your position with non-circumvents and stuff like that. Providing value, stuff along those lines. I guess the biggest thing is don't jump into a bunch of transactions all at once when you're coming to the platform. Take little bite-sized pieces. Let's do one and see how that goes. Then do two. Another thing that you should do is if you're brokering, let's, we need to give you a demo or we're going to make a, maybe a brokering demo that people understand, okay, this is how I can use this platform to successfully broker loans. Yep. Because ultimately it helps paper stack having brokers if they're actually doing a good business and not being a broker joker. What's yep. a broker joker? Well, so let's see. What's your definition of a broker joker? A broker joker, somebody pretty much did all the things we said not to. Pretty much, or Christmas trees aside, and that kind of type of thing, unrealistic offers, bidding on first and seconds, and you know that's saying that's most, but a lot of people either one or the other. It seems like a lot of times, and so there are different philosophies and strategies, and so just basically just trying to get anything, basically try, trying to just hustle it, and so that's yeah, what I think is joke the broker, but good brokers. There's a couple on the platform that do a good job, and they work hard. They're there for a business, or, or they're a business. They're a business that is actually. Working with, a lot of times it's, I see this and this is just what I've seen currently is some of these guys that are on there, at least the ones I've seen that have done it successfully, are maybe a little bit younger, maybe just more tech savvy. And they're, they're representing an older population that might have the funds. And they're doing all this stuff of setting everything up, getting everything going. And then when it comes time to do all the little things, that person comes on. And the way they do this is they operate as a team, which is the smartest thing to do. If you're going to be a broker, and the best way to do it is if you have a couple of different buyers, set up multiple different accounts. You can have one login and have five different accounts. Yep. And on each account represents one of your buyers. And from there, each one of those accounts, be sure to put your PayPal address in because that's how you'll get paid if you want to ha get have the system pay you. And then actually still can come from your buyer. So the buyer will just pay more that much more in the transaction and it, they don't have to pay you a separate thing. And then not only that, you don't get cut out of the deal. Yep. That's the most important part. That is, and it's, it's not easy. By correct, it just goes right into the plat and it's figured into the purchase price. It goes into the purchase price. It's in the buyer's invoice. So they will see it. And what happens is at the end of the transaction, if they use escrow, what happens? Escrow disperses it. Escrow disperses it uh, to us. And then we'll it, send it, goes, it goes to PayPal after that. Yeah. So it's like, it's automatic. You're protected. You're, you're not going to get cut out of the deal. Yep. Have those multiple accounts. And then what happens is, so you have, let's just say four buyers that are all who you're representing. One, you've come to an agreement on the closing schedule, cutoff date. You guys are ready to rock and roll. Now it's time you just say to your buyer, all right, jump in, it's all form, and then that person, or not even do that. Just send them the PSA, uh, send them the PSA to sign. And then after that, you should know your buyer's information for what's their, wh where's the address going to go to? This is stuff you can get from the buyer themselves. What's your shipping address? Who's your servicer? Yes, those are all important questions to have. To A, keep up, to keep it flowing, to keep the transaction going. Keep the well, that's flowing. also on a per account, it's on account level. Or, so if I'm dealing with buyer A, when I'm doing my buyer questionnaire of signing them up, 
Who's your service that you use? What's your address that you're going to use for shipping collateral? What's your buying criteria? Now, if I'm doing it correctly, I put all that stuff into that account. And what's your vesting profiles? So I know that when I'm operating in this account, I got all my information there. I'm not going back to the buyer asking these same redundant questions. I got it right the first time. And now I'm in a transaction. All I need them to do is sign the PSA and send yes. the money. And that's I think, it. I think one of the key things you touched on there is you said be on a team, work on a team, and you're meaning on paper stack, create a team account. Yeah. yeah. But also that translates into not just on the paper stack, the concept, we have a concept of teams on there, which allows you to silo off different investors into separate teams. But also there's that concept of if you're a, if you're a broker, actually being on the team of your buyer. And that comes, falls back into the, into the honesty section. And what will naturally start to happen is say, look, I'm going to get some loans. I'm going to broker them to you, but I'm not just going to give you the loans. I'm going to actually do some of the upfront due diligence for you. And you start that's the next step to creating JVs, right. joint venture partnerships and stuff like that, is you're actually providing value. So it's a great way to start learning. It's a great way to start mastering the note space, but it's also a stepping stone to moving you out of brokering and into joint venture. And then the longer you do that, and that's all it is, it's a stepping stone, is you just start working your way up to then you'll, maybe you'll make enough off one deal that you go buy one of your own deals. You're still joint venturing. And you're going to start getting really good at buying assets. And then eventually you get really good at managing them because if you start doing joint ventures, say, look, now I'm going to broker the loan. I'm going to start providing some management for you or helping out. And no, this I'll is really good for them. newer investors. Don't make that jump to the JV thing with newer investors until you've mastered notes. But there's always that first step. That was a really great point. I thought I would wrap that kind of in is like the team concept. It goes, it extends beyond paper stack. It extends into your relationship with your buyers. And at that point, you're providing so much value. You really don't, you don't, you're protected by paper, but you're not worried about getting cut out of the deal. Because when you provide value, people keep you around. People want to yeah. work alongside you. Yeah. Very easy stuff. It's OPM too. Yeah. You're learning on other people's money. So that's always a nice thing to do. They're the one who has to make the final decision if it's a buying decision. So that, that's to them. So you're able to provide all the other stuff and not make the hard part of the decision at the end of, Am I actually going to purchase this asset? So that's good. That was it. Brokering on paper stack. Doing it successfully. Doing it successfully. So, really yes, yes, Rick and Brett. Uh, paper, yes, paper stack podcast. We appreciate it. Looking forward to connecting with you on all of our social media stuff, which is right here, right? Bam. Bam. Yeah. Bam. I just made a bunch of edits for Brett that he has to do. Oh, it's the winner always your point. I was like, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, LinkedIn. Yeah, I really don't have the Instagram rocking. Somehow I screwed that up. Somehow. So he's even got extra edits now because he's yeah. got to figure out how to tie this. Somehow all I got it's tied to my personal account. Can't undo it. Can't get the name. I don't know how the hell that happened. So, anyways, appreciate it. I love to if hear. You have a topic too. Let us know. Yeah, if or you have a topic, want, somebody you want to bring in. Yeah. I think it's. I think we're there. I think we're getting to that point where it's okay. We said 20, but I think we're about ready to rock and roll with that. Be close. How, many is it? How many is this? I don't know. Like 15, 16. All right, we're getting there. Almost there. We should probably just leave it at 20. Yeah. That's our goal. We, gotta, we have to set a goal and accomplish it. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Ooh. Big doings coming up in the development world. Stay tuned on the next Paper Stack podcast. We'll tell you what's rolling out. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. That's Great. Super good. So, yeah. See ya. Yeah.